all you cool cats and kittens out there. Episode 34, Tiger King, Sports Nuts nuts and Beer Guts coming at you. Hey guys, host Logan Bryant. We got the usuals here, Chris Collette, Matt Hickman, and we are coming through, like we mentioned last time, we're doing a Tiger King-centric episode this week. There's not a whole lot of sports going on. I mean, Chris Hickman, if you guys want to talk about the virtual um, NCAA tournament championship that Kentucky basketball won on Xbox by on somebody's Twitter feed, we could. We could discuss how Kentucky should probably hang a banner like Tennessee did for half their football championships. <laughs> Those um, banners don't hang. There's only six of them. We're not Alabama. Come on. Now. Yeah. Yeah, two, exactly. Two of those six you guys don't deserve, but um, but we, we deserve gonna... four of them. <laughs> but we're here to talk Tiger King because there's no sports going on. And by George, we survived the month of March, and it was one of the worst months I can remember. It was brutal. We need something to laugh about, something to smile about, and <laughs> Netflix coming through in the clutch, bringing in Tiger King. So we're also bringing in a special guest, Cole Huffman, for the first four-man pod on Sports Nuts and Beer Guts history. Cole, are you ready for it? If you're ready to talk about some Tigers, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horseman coming at you. Um, and I'm sorry, Cole, we're not talking XFL. We're not talking wrestling. It's Tiger King, baby. The next best thing. So, if you haven't watched Tiger King, spoiler alert, we're giving it all to you, all seven episodes. If you haven't listened to the podcast, spoiler alert, we're bringing it to you. Guys, watched one episode. I'm sucked in. I'm all in. So, Chris had the brilliant idea. We're going we're gonna to bring you Tiger King knowledge Dundee style, Dunder Mifflin, Michael Scott Dundies. All right. Um, we've got a whole slew of them. We'll do a little Q&A at the end. Um, but this is all Tiger King. Sports nuts and beer guts. We talk sports. We talk beer. So, guys, let's be true to ourselves for once here. What are y'all drinking tonight to get us through a Tiger King episode? Hickman, where are you at? So, um, Pretty simple. I'm a big fan of the uh, rum and Coke. Actually, cherry Coke. So, there we go. Bacardi and cherry Coke. Boom. Chris? I'm uh, drinking some Natterdays right now. Oh, my gosh. I'll probably go to Coors Light at some point during this recording. Uh, but for now, we're sticking with the Natterdays. You and Joe Exotic both. Cole Huffman. Or should I call you Jeff Lowe? What are you drinking? Had a, a few sneaky peats this evening. <laughs> My lady's making me one more. Ooh. Sneaky Pete, so everybody knows. Vodka mixed with Fresca. <laughs> nice. Pete. And in between the drinks being made, Miller Lite. Whoa. Cole's just mixing all up in that stomach of his. All right, guys. Dundee action. Here we go. Hickman, start us off. The first Dundee of the night, Tiger King. Who you got? So first we're going with the Brennan Huff Songbird of My Generation Award. Going to our boy Joe Exotic. We got to start off big. I saw the tiger, which he did not sing. Um, But hopefully we all understand that now. You skipped the best part. 
I saw Tiger, and Tiger saw man. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best part. The Tiger saw man. And then what happened? <laughs> now you he understand. All the hunters to put down. <laughs> I understand nothing. Michael Scott. Guys. Uh, yeah. Oh, boys. Oh, boy. Uh, brought it with the music videos. Did you all realize that he paid them nothing to sing those songs for him and took all the credit? Huh. Sounds like something Carol Baskin would do. Yeah, so Carol Baskin <laughs> didn't pay the zookeepers any. <laughs> I'm like, how do you how do you do that? How do you convince people to sing, produce a song, you lip sync over it, and you don't pay them anything? They get no credit. Um, Joe is the man. He was definitely the songbird. Shout out to uh, Wedding Crashers of his generation. Chris, what you got? Uh, I'll go with the uh, the MetLife Award. Goes to the one and only Carol Baskin. Pretty sure she collected that life insurance policy she had on Joe. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Indeed. Yeah, All right, she got some money back. Well, that's how she funds her life. Um, Did wait those five years though. Yeah, I wonder if she knew without a body how long she would have to wait. Um, I'm guessing she, she did know that. That's <laughs> why, why she had to start off with cheap bobcats instead of uh, tigers. Uh, all right. I'm bringing to you the Dundee for the Dana White Closet Raider Award. Uh, Dana White, UFC. Going to Jeff Lowe, the only guy <laughs> I've ever known to still in 2020 wear affliction shirts 24-7. And he also seems to have an affinity for the bandana hat combo. Have you guys ever seen a man constantly with the bandana hat combo? Is there any reason for that, Cole Huffman? No reason that I could find. I actually tried to dress like that today just for the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't pull off the look. (laughs) Guys, let's be honest. How many Tiger King-themed Halloween costumes are going to be this year? So many. 100%. I I mean... Yeah, I mean, it may be like the first, like social gathering we all have coming out of this, and I think everybody's coming out Tiger King style. Did oh. you guys see where Sylvester Stallone's entire family dressed up like Tiger King characters? <laughs> <laughs> it's already like, why not just do it now? We're, we have nothing better to do. We're losing it, guys. We're losing it. It's this. Um, oh, only thing I can say is I knew nothing about Affliction, so I just googled it. And their brand description in the internet is written in all caps. That's all I need to know. <laughs> fitting. Very fitting. Do they put giant crosses between each letter? <laughs> yeah, probably. Cole, give us a Dundee. Next Dundee has to go to our boy, the ever-intelligent, the Scripps National Spelling Bee. And I'm going to have to try to say the name. Bahagavon Antle, <laughs> who was the GW zookeeper in Myrtle Beach, Virginia. Nope. No, he was not. Definitely not the GW. That was Joe's place. My apologies. Bahagavon Doc Antle uh, for the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Sp- Hickman, but without looking, please try to spell his name. B-H-A-G-A-V-A-N. Oh, whoa, whoa. Logan, I believe you have some special knowledge about Doc's name back when he was in high school. Believe it or not, growing (laughs) up, uh, he did not go by Bhagavan, a.k.a. Lord. Growing up, he went by Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) 
True story. I don't understand how somebody didn't call him Bob, didn't call him Van. Um, but Bhagavan went by Kevin in grade school. And a boy, Doc. More about Doc later, because that dude's one of the creepiest guys I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my favorite... My favorite text while watching Tiger King is when Cole sends a, a group text out to to the three of us, something to the effect of, guys, I think Doc Antle is the man. And he <laughs> immediately says, no, Cole, Doc is a creepy-ass cult leader. <laughs> I just had to give it five more minutes. You guys were ahead of me in watching the show, in my defense. Oh, All right. I'm going to give out the Mr. Clean Award um, to Mr. Alan Glover. Alan was the guy who supposedly took money um, to go try to kill Carol Baskins. Alan Glover is bald like Mr. Clean. The last scene we see of Mr. Alan is him in a bathtub. I don't know why. Wearing swimming trunks. (laughs) He's wearing clothes (laughs) in the bathtub and Somehow, the guy took $3,000 to kill somebody and is not in jail. Um, I don't know how that works, but he is clean as a whistle. He's got a sixth grade education, but he is clean as they... He had a razor tan tan award goes to Mr. Alan Glover. (laughs) Guys, let's just logically think about this. We'll get more of this in a minute, I'm sure. But Alan Glover took $3,000 to go from Oklahoma to Florida... Oh, yeah. I mean, by the time you pay for gas, a hotel, some food, like not even partying, your expenses alone got to be, what, 1500 bucks here? Um, I mean, he's not staying in any classy place. I, was, I was, thought it'd be 1000 bucks to get round trip. <laughs> yeah. And that that's well, like going as cheap as possible. It doesn't include strip clubs or anything else. So, yeah. <laughs> I, do. I don't think he went from the GW to the JW, Cole. I, do. I don't think he stayed in downtown Nashville. Shocked. Um, Alan Glover. Chris, what you got next? Oh, this is probably the best one we'll have all night. The original social distancer award goes to John Finley's teeth. <laughs> True story. Uh, did you guys know John Finley actually has a full set of pearly whites and was mad Netflix didn't show them? Was no he way. mad they didn't show him with a shirt? Well, that would help. <laughs> it would help with perception. I know the tattoo off. Come on now. My favorite is like they show you the scene with Joe Exotic when they're trying to tell him to take his hat off because like it's too low on his face. But then they just let John Finley sit there without a shirt the entire series. I, I don't get it. Why that dude thought he was buff and the stuff for some word, reason. But Word has it. He is still sitting there just talking to the wall. <laughs> Shirtless. <laughs> My favorite part about about that, Joe, when they they did that, his thought was that everybody was going to be shocked that they were doing a documentary of a man with a mullet. (laughs) Of all things to be shocking, the fact that there's a man in Oklahoma with a mullet is... One of the best memes that that I saw, it said um, the the name brand. It had Adam Levine with his shirt off. Then it had generic brand. (laughs) (laughs) It had a picture of our boy. Guys, John Finley was clearly not gay. Those drugs must have been really good for him to play that that actor for so long, Chris. Meth is a hell of a drug. (laughs) 
Oh, all right, Cole, you got the next one for us. The next one coming up. So we have the Helping Hand Award. I did not make this award because I think this is the most moral person, most upright person on the show. But our Helping Hand Award, because God knows she was back on the job seven days after that tiger took her hand. <laughs> Two goes days. to our girls, Saf. <laughs> wow. Guys. Saf showed back up to work, Hickman, because, as she said, she couldn't let the media win, and she had to show back up to work two days after getting amputated. Hickman, if you're given the choice, a year's worth of surgery and rehab or amputate your hand, which one are you choosing? I'm going to take the year. What? (laughs) (laughs) By George, Saf is one hell of a team player there. I tell you, I don't care what. You got two you know, of them. Station in life. That's true. It's true. They're <laughs> both kind work. of important. I'm just saying that I don't I don't care what I'm doing in the world. I would want Saf on my team. I don't care what it is. You want Saf on your team. Agreed. That's true. Agreed. That's true. Saf is keeping a secret. Saf is going down for the team. Um I, I agree. If anybody I'm hiring on this show, Saf is the first one I interview, the first one I hire. All right, Hickman, you got the next one. Okay. You gotta, gotta, and this is the I didn't start the fire award. Joe Exotic Bhagavan, Jeff Lowe does a Madoff con. Carol Baskin's husband's dead. Everybody call the feds. I didn't start the fire. Rick Kirkham. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Hickey. I messed up on the second part, but hey, we'll take it. Do you perform at weddings? <laughs> uh, I told you last week, 50 bucks, man. I'm in. Uh, don't tease my brother like that. <laughs> I have I have sung at both of y'all's weddings though. Very true. I think you were the highlight of my reception, if I remember. Oh correct. my gosh. I, I don't know about that, but uh, it was fun. Guys, Rick Kirkham is a weird dude. I don't know if you guys saw. This guy was high on cocaine while interviewing President George Bush about the war on drugs. <laughs> kind of hilarious but i mean he's a weird dude um you know this one is is an homage to obviously the office and ryan starting the fire um but um, six months out so rick lost basically supposedly he lost everything when the studio fire happened when that happened he was done he left and went back home six months after the studio fire his house burnt down coincidence is Rick is Rick Bizarre. in charge of all this? Is this I, Joe's doing? Chris, where are you at? I, I don't think Rick had anything to do with the uh, first fire that happened on Tiger King. The one at his house could have been a result of that one, where he was like, oh, I need some money pretty fast. We're getting the insurance money. So You could be on to something because a uh, little, little behind the scenes. Do you guys know where Rick is currently living? No. Oh, my gosh. Do you know why all of his, whenever they saw him, like you saw him on the Netflix documentary, why he was like in like a small little cabin. I figured he he was in like the same town where they just filmed Last Chance You in Independence, Kansas, or something I like that. Thought it was a little coffee shop. So yes, yeah, so I thought all those things. Yeah, just burn a cig, smoking some coffee, or drinking some coffee. Brent no? Kirkham's house caught on fire. He immediately moved to Norway. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, <laughs> that's right. Demanded Netflix that they were going to interview him. They had to come to. A little like lodge, little cabin, um, in Norway 
um, going through all that. So a lot of fires going around Rick Kirkham, but by George, he didn't start the studio fire because he lost five years worth of work. Oh, <laughs> but Gosh. as for me, I hope we never see old Mr. Kirkham again. That dude's gone, man. Take yeah. the money and run. He's a crazy dude. But again, Chris, those drugs, man. Yeah. Chris, you got the next one. Okay, here goes. Best Husband Award. There were lots of options for this one, let me tell you. Uh, we had to narrow it down, and uh, it was a close vote. It went 2-1, to 2-1-1. So uh, the winner is Dylan Passage because he's still married to Joe Exotic. So. I'd like to challenge that. <laughs> Call who would you like to recommend as the best husband? Out of the thruple? Oh. <laughs> yes, Travis the, was uh, a real Travis was a real sweetheart. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's a good dude. Sad. Real sweet dude. Loved to just drive around on his four-wheelers, point guns at people unexpectedly. Just seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, for a good time. When he died, though. Not here you. for a long time, here for a good time. <laughs> cool. Wow. Jug uh, uh, did not write that song, nor did he perform it. Um, yeah, Dylan is still supposedly hanging in there. He's not wearing the wedding ring, but he's still driving the fancy cars. And, um, I don't know if he's an animal lover or not, but my goodness, has a gay man ever married so many straight guys as Joe exotic? <laughs> Bless his heart. Like I, I assume the majority of his marriages were not like legal. Um, but man, the dude, um, dude, like marrying 19 year old straight guys and, Somehow they wore the pink shirt and married him for some reason. Priest outfit. I wish I could have saw my uh, wife's reaction to that marriage, that wedding ceremony. <laughs> she about fell off the couch. It was hilarious. Um, I mean, you could tell John Finley when they got married, like in that, well, they're all, the three wearing the pink shirts, you could tell John Finley was not happy at all. Um, I mean, you could also tell that Travis was not gay at all. Um, but, whew. All right, next Dundee Award goes to the Dream Job Award. Guys, we got people working with tigers for a living, bears, all that fun stuff. Um, but the Dream Job Award goes to Mr. Joshua Dial, the former Walmart manager turned um, political aficionado, um, the campaign manager, Joshua Dial who said he got his dream job working Joe's campaign, political campaign as a president and then as governor. A uh, little side note, I couldn't believe Joe received, what was it? 19% of the governor's right. votes. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a successful campaign right there. Well, you would think the way Netflix portrayed it. So I looked into it. Actually, I looked into it today. Joe did not win 19% of the votes. What Joe won was, yes, Joe won 19% of the Libertarian primary votes. Oh, that makes sense now. Yes, makes I, a lot more sense. That's I so thought, disappointing. I thought, I, my goodness, <laughs> these, these people in Oklahoma are crazier than I thought. Um, I really yeah. thought one in five Oklahomians voted for Joe Exotic. <laughs> I know. No, it that's was a real bummer. I'm so disappointed. It was, I, I, sorry, Cole. It was one in five libertarians, uh, which evidently Joe didn't even know what a libertarian was. 
voted for Joe Exotic. Cole, you got any of those Joe Exotic condoms? I did not have any of the Joe Exotic condoms. As he said, um, <laughs> what the check as, eBay for? As he said, if you don't elect me, you're screwed. That's what he put on the condoms. <laughs> that dude. But let's talk about what Joshua was doing before he became the campaign manager. He sold ammo to Joe Exotic every week at the local Walmart. That was his job. Are you sure his job was like take briskets and just put them in random spots at Walmart? Oh man, like what? What? This guy's just like finally like, hey, you want to come be my campaign manager? Like you're cool. You sell me a lot of good bullets. Let's go. And my favorite was he and me like, yes, that's my dream job. (laughs) I love it. Be a campaign manager. But to be fair. I'm so much happier that Joe didn't get some, you know, college grad from Seattle, Washington to move to Oklahoma <laughs> to be a campaign manager. It was some local there at Walmart who sells the bullets. Who we're not making fun of because by George, those Walmart managers are keeping this country together right now. Shout out. Swig of uh, Sneaky Pete for the working man. For the Walmart. working man. Hickman, what you got next? So this next award goes to one of the like two or three people you could conceivably hang out with from this documentary. And Dare I say two to three? Dare I say normal? Yeah, yeah. This person got out, and they, I think they would probably be a normal person these days. No, nope. this is this is the Kit Kat Give Me a Break Award. Also a nod to the Office when Andy couldn't remember that Kit Kat was a Kit Kat ad. Goes to Barbara Fisher. The poor girl who decided, well, she didn't decide to. She was sort of forced to get a breast enhancement so that she could have a break and not be working 18 hours a day. That poor girl. I felt really bad for her when she talked about it. But I appreciate her having perspective from the other side and having, you know, she got out of the cult. So good for Barbara. Yeah, so supposedly she's, like, married with three kids. But, like, just to have that mentality that, like, Hey, I was like, she lives in Iowa or something, but for her to be set, like for her basically to realize like, Hey, yeah, they kind of signed me up for this boob job that I didn't really know about. But when I realized it got me three days off of work, I decided to go through with it. Um, now to be fair to Barbara, she swears she never slept with old doc Antle. Huh. <laughs> when Barbara left, she was pregnant when she left Myrtle beach. Now, I bet that's a really smart baby. (laughs) Oh my god! I don't know how that works, um, but shout out to the girl willing to go through surgery to get a break from work. My goodness! Her Uh, dad dropped her off at Doc Antle's place. No, no. Where are these dumbasses, and how do we kill them? Chris (laughs) or Cole not only dropped her off, but told her don't fall in love with your boss. Like he knew something was up and still said, Hey, 19 year old daughter, go to the mm. circus. Farewell. Good luck. Have at it. Oh, nope. I think her dad may be one of the worst people in this whole, uh, whole documentary. Yep. Good. Thanks for bringing that up. Cole, Chris, you got the next one. Yeah. The, uh, wish I would have known award goes to, uh, Travis Maldonado <laughs> for wishing you knew rigors can go off without a clip in it. All right, moving on. Uh, don't anything yeah. else to add Hickman <laughs> do not endorse moving on what no. I can say is I have never sat on my couch for tw- literally 20 to 30 seconds and just not moved with my jaw literally almost on the floor I mean uh, good old Joshua wow. Dow didn't move either he just sat there moving on let's talk about something more lighthearted. let's talk about yeah. some professional wrestling 
Jimmy. Yeah. Hold on, Hart. Cole. So yeah. true story. Right. Speaking of Back Josh Dot. Speaking of Josh Dial, the guy says that he cannot have an office job anymore because of that scene. Like he just, he just can't do it. He can't be found in an office anymore. Um, you lay with go. tigers, you get fleas. <laughs> I feel bad. Say. <laughs> Pretty funny, Cole. All right, Cole. What else do they say? The Jimmy Hart Mouth of the South Award. Jimmy Hart, professional wrestling manager, probably one of the top three best ever in the business. You would have seen him with the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Also, the Brutus the Barber Beefcake, but most notable, Hulk Hogan as his manager back in the 70s and 80s, even the 90s of professional wrestling. So the Jimmy Hart Mouth of the South Can't Keep His Mouth Shut goes to the attorney for Mr. Don Baskin, Joe Fritz, because that guy could not keep his mouth shut, just laid all the business out. That's really good. Well done, Cole. Yeah. Other than he butchered the name, it wasn't Don Baskin. It's Don Lewis. <laughs> yeah. But Don was married to Carol Baskin. Apologies. Okay. Lord, I hope if I, hire, if I hire a lawyer, that when I die, they don't just start spilling all of my business to the world. Um, but I want to go back a minute, Cole. Jimmy yeah. Hart, top three managers. Name Easily. two man. Name two oh. managers better than Jimmy the Hart. Bobby the Brain. Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Thank you very oh. much. And then also, there's a gentleman that's still making a name for himself, known as Paul Heyman, and was all said and done. Paul Heyman will be your one or your two. Uh. All right, uh, I stand corrected. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. Also, I hey, could- WrestleMania 36 this weekend. It's the first ever two night event on the WWE Network. Move along. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting hearing people chant when there's nobody in the crowd. <laughs> Are they going to yeah. pipe in some crowd noise here? They, they, they need to. Some shoe squeaks and some crowd noise. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for a lawyer in Florida, do not hire Mr. Joe Fritz because that dude does not appear to agree with the whole uh, client attorney privilege thing. He's going to share your business to everybody. Also, check out your ties that your lawyer has because that guy had some <laughs> clown ties. Who wears a polka dot tie as an attorney? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <sighs> Cole, what are you trying to show us right now? Just take a quick look. We're doing... Cole! Why would you send that? My bride, my bride to be, just sent me that picture. Wow. Oh my goodness, Cole! This is a nationwide podcast. We have thousands of followers. Nationwide? No, worldwide. We're in Thailand, worldwide. dude. Worldwide. Sorry, worldwide. We're worldwide. Sorry, I'm a couple Prestige. bourbons. In. Shout out to Adam worldwide. Griffith in Thailand. Yeah, I forgot to tell you guys what I was drinking tonight. I've got yeah. some uh, some Weller Special Reserve on hand tonight. It's a special night. So I'm going Special Reserve. So fancy. Oh, I feel fancy. Hickman, what's the next Dundee going out there? So this is the Indiana Jones Whip Award going to our, going to our buddy Howard Baskin, who has the spine of a zebra cake. <laughs> yes. I might hate that guy the most in the whole show, actually. What? I mean, he, he does look like Dollar General Mitch McConnell, even. I mean, <laughs> yes, he is a skinny Mitch McConnell now. How I mean, Mitch to leave the Senate to come marry her? I don't get it. But as cringe as cringeworthy as everything was on this, the scene when he's singing about the springtime to Carol is 
just, I mean, it looks, it's awful. I mean, it looks like a bad Hallmark movie. Oh. To oh, coin a God. phrase that Logan loves to always use, he is one pathetic loser. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the that was definitely a uh, champagne and brie night. <laughs> the dude loves Carol, which we're going to, we need to talk about that. Like how, how does she have this like mesmerizing effect on dudes? Cause I don't see it. I don't get it. We're going to get to that man, because the, the tigers, tigers, every one of these three cult leaders have that. Oh my goodness. 900 uh. bucks. <laughs> Cole, yes. you are the one of us that's not married. What would it take? Offensive. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. What would it take for Whitney to put you in a collar and a leash with a whip and take a picture of you on all fours as she is holding you? Um, what would it take? Oh, oh hell no. No, no it's not I mean, we need Tiger King engagement photos of you and Whitney Cole. Come on, I mean, that needs to happen. If yes. I know that, if I know that it'll get a laugh, then deal. If, <laughs> if if I wasn't on unemployment right now, I would I would totally pay for it to happen. <laughs> I mean, Cole, if you don't do it, Hickman's going to do it for his Christmas card. So <laughs> probably yes, <laughs> yes. Can't wait. Well, when you uh, guys come to the wedding, we'll take donations. We'll see if we can make something happen. <laughs> All right, Cole, give us the next Dundee. The next Dundee. Let me pull it up here on my handy-dandy Google Doc. The Amelia. I don't agree with this award at all. The Amelia Earhart Award goes to Don Lewis. My <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, nobody's disappeared uh, like Amelia since. <laughs> <laughs> True. But Amelia crashed a plane this guy was murdered whoa whoa, whoa. murdered murder there's been a murder <laughs> are we sure he didn't just write red rum on the back of a mirror somewhere and turn the lights off maybe i mean did he fly a plane through the bermuda triangle could happen whatever happened to the bermuda triangle it's, it's it a still thing. exists <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't haven't heard a lot about it lately they you figured it out the between the time we were 10 and now. So <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it. I used to read about it all the time. I was kind of concerned about it, kind of worried kinda, about it. It's gone now. Like, it's kind of like quicksand, Cole. It's, uh, technology has advanced past now. Yeah, now i got other fake not- shit to worry about, like COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love it. All right. The A.J. Green I Don't Belong Here Award. Goes to- <laughs> <laughs> Hickman, did you write this one? <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of this one. Why this does AJ is... Green not belong here? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> poor guy was on the, a terrible team for so long, and he's so good. <laughs> he is so good, stupid good, and he does belong with the Bengals with Joe Burrow throwing touch, throwing passes to him. But the AJ Green I Don't Belong Here award goes to the start of the whole podcast. The snow leopard in the back of the hot van in Florida. <laughs> Guys, this entire series on Netflix started with the guy. The producer of this series is a herpetologist. Like he goes and like on the weekends tries to catch turtles and snakes and stuff. And he was researching the reptile trade 
in Southern Florida when a guy said, hey, you know what I just bought? It shows him a snow leopard in the back of a 100-degree van in Florida. And next thing we know, we're introduced to Joe Exotic and his band of misfits. So, shout out to the A.J. Green I Don't Belong Here Award. And just, just so we can talk about that just for a second, not to sidebar it, not to hijack the conversation. That, you are hijacked. That began the show, and we forget all about that. Whitney had a good point earlier tonight. We were talking about what we were going to talk about on the podcast. She goes, you forget about the guy smoking the cigarette, transferring gasoline into a room of all these gasoline containers, <laughs> pouring them into another container, just smoking a cigarette. It's not even a big deal. You think about like all these other things on the show. They're just not a big deal because ultimately the big arc of the show is just insane. Yeah, it, it, it ends up like among the least surprising like, things. Snow leopard in the back of a hot van on a Florida ah, summer day. Not a big deal. And I love how the producer is like, oh, the snow leopard. Is that as rare as the clouded leopard? The guy goes, oh, so much rarer than the clouded leopard. I got to Google clouded leopards now. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> oh, all right, Hickman. Give us our last Dundee of the night. Um, last Sunday of the night goes to one of my favorite characters and possibly, um, the best single scene in the entire, um, seven episode documentary, the Dwight Schrute, I can and do cut my own hair award <laughs> goes to the businessman himself, James Garrison. <laughs> The businessman slash jet ski owner, James Garriston. We know a few things about James Garriston. He owns a jet ski. He has a shop in some Midwestern town. And apparently he had a picture taken with strippers once. That's all we know about him. <laughs> Probably um, the biggest, most worthless piece of shit on the planet. <laughs> that scene with him, with I the Tiger playing, he's just riding a jet ski. Like, I mean, I, I want to do that. Who just agrees to that? Yeah, let me get you. Like, you know, they're gonna make you look like a complete tool. Oh yeah, I'll go do that for you. I think you look like a complete badass, but that's just me. (laughs) It is just you. That's that's (laughs) hashtag life goals for Chris. Yeah, Chris. Netflix shoots four plus years worth of film for this documentary, and for some reason, they find room to put a fifteen or thirty second segment of Mr. (laughs) James Garriston driving a jet ski. I don't get it, man. How about his hair? Like, who, who has a claim a walking fat Chucky doll? Was it Jeff Lowe? <laughs> I mean, but Cole, let's think about this. Like, the hair of everybody that lived at the GW Zoo that lived in Oklahoma. Oh, oh. Guys, everybody. Yeah. I mean, I mean we, Jeff we Lowe's bandana is probably the best hairstyle. <laughs> can we pull some money together and, like, buy a barber, like invest in a barber shop that works there uh, somewhere in Oklahoma. I mean, my goodness, everybody's hair is terrible. So I once got a haircut. Um, I don't know if y'all, at one point in time, I had a lot of hair. I mean, it was really long. Um, And when it was super long, I got a haircut in a place called Siloam Springs, Arkansas. Better yet, at a Walmart in Siloam Springs, Arkansas. Um... It did not go well. <laughs> Guys, you know, we thought this was the last Dundee, but there's actually one more that just came in. What you got, Cole? I just received one. Um, this is from one of our avid lif- listeners in Galax, Virginia. Just sent in this one. This goes to the I Would Let This Guy Run My Company <laughs> award. goes to Joe Shrivabal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you can call him Joe Exotic. No, not Joe Exotic. I'm sorry. I, I misread his name just now. Oh, I'm sorry. Joe Rinky. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He was. The man, the yeah. man with the uh, missing like two him. legs. Yes. So the, I would let him run my business award. Goes to Joe. Shrinky. So I would agree with that, except for, do you remember Joe, who also was with Joe Exotic, when Joe said that he would, if a police officer showed up at his zoo, he would turn oh. it into a Waco-type shooting. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they wrote their names on their bullets. Oh, my oh, God. I forgot about that. See, you forget about the, that stuff. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yes. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. Let's finish this podcast with a couple of questions here. Um, first off, I am amazed. Um, basically, if you want to own 227 tigers, it takes no license, no training, no knowledge, no whatever. Um, who is the best zookeeper in this series? Uh, we'll, we'll do a rapid fire one at a time. Who's the best zookeeper? Because it appears nobody has any knowledge. Nobody has studied these tigers in the wild. Um, it was basically like, Hey, tigers are cool. Let me own some Best zookeeper of them all. We'll start with you, Cole. I mean, out of the top threes of what we're going off of, you can, I mean, anybody you want, anybody's the best zookeeper. I mean, I think they all kind of mistreated these tigers to be honest, but I mean, if it's anybody one, I'm going with my girl safe Saf. Yeah. I'm going with her. I think she had morals. She was there for the right reasons. She was I think she was taking care of them. She was very dedicated. You know, if I'm she picking one for the job, she gave her <laughs> for the job. You know, so I'm I would go with her. Um, if I had to go with one of the top three out of Doc Antle, um, Carol Baskin, or Joe Exotic, good luck. Pain, pains me to do it, but I probably have to go with Carol just because Whoa! there was there were no reports of her killing big cats, maybe people, That's but not big right. cats. Right. Uh. Chris, who you got? Who's the best zookeeper? I was going to go with their uh, Miami drug kingpin guy. I don't remember his name, but I'm going with that guy. He seemed like uh, semi-down-to-earth. Uh, he was kind of whatever on the show. but nice, A nice drug dealer. Like, hey, guys, want some drugs? You know, good dude. Yeah, plenty of them. But, yeah, the, uh, the big three. Uh, I believe if, you're talking about Mario Tabreu. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Wasn't uh, Mario the guy that says I sell drugs to, yes. to fund my animal habit? That's yeah. the down to earth guy. Did yes. he also try to take credit for that Scarface was loosely based on him? Yeah. He did. He yes. did try to take credit for that. Yeah, I would also just want to listen to the drug stories, so that's why I chose him. If I had to choose the big three, I think I would go with uh, Doc Antle, but I would feel awful about doing so. Whoa! All right. Yeah. You know the tigers getting petted though, at least. <laughs> all right hickman best zookeeper who are you giving that award to okay i'm gonna do the same thing two separate categories as far as individual person i'm gonna go with the um i forget the guy's name the long-haired dude yes um what was his name i don't remember his you name got a root for that um, guy he was eric, like eric cowie eric so like super sincere just like he Long just wanted hair. to Take, yes. Yeah, just wanted to take care of the tigers. He truly, like, he, you remember he, like, names, like, the names of some of the tigers afterwards and, like, felt like some bad things happened. Later, he's working at a restaurant. Do you remember this? It was called Redneck Haven. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. It was called Redneck Haven. That was the name of the restaurant in wherever 
Oklahoma. Anyway, that dude, like, he truly cared. Feel bad for him. As far as the big three, I think it's an easy answer, and I'm, it's, I still feel terrible. It's Carol because she does care about the animals more than she does the people. No, nope, she would she feed. Doesn't. She would feed. She would feed a person to a tiger, uh, <laughs> and she manages to ha- to and she manages to surround herself with all of these volunteers, some of which know something knows something about tigers. So that's who I'm choosing for that. No, I still feel are. bad about the answer. So I love Eric. Um, I mean, Eric has the best hair of the whole documentary. It's because he doesn't get a haircut because evidently, yes. as we've mentioned, the barbers yes. are awful in BFB, Oklahoma. Um, so I do like Eric as the best zookeeper. He is the head zookeeper there at the GW Zoo. Um, guys, as far as the big three goes, I think Joe's truly started with the best intentions of the three. Started, um, yeah. I mean, if you guys read anything that the guy that wrote the podcast, that directed the podcast, if you guys read anything that he had to say, uh, basically he would he would call Carol out on several things. Like, hey, you're all about tigers not being in cages. Why are your tigers in cages? Um, if you're going to sue uh, Joe Exotic for a million dollars, but you really care about the tigers, why don't you just sue for the captivity of his tigers? Why don't you just take his tigers? Um, he was amazed at Carol's lack of, uh, intelligence when it comes to just tigers in general. She had no, no, no care about wanting to go see what tigers did in the wild and stuff. Um, also, I eliminated her whenever she said, yeah, I, I know my volunteers once they've been here like five years. I'm like, Hey, I recognize you. You've been here for a while <laughs> after five years. She might get to start to know you terrible person. Oh, yeah. God. Could you imagine? I agree. How she's feeling about tigers, you know, unless the tiger survives five years with me. And let's just be honest. I don't know what reality is, but according to Netflix, her cages are small and filled with weeds, as Joe said. Like, at least Joe's cages seem to be, like, you know, somewhat free-flowing and stuff. So, I'm with Hickman. I'm going with Eric Cow. And, and I thought Eric had the best quote at the very beginning of the show. They asked him, how many wives does Doc Antle have? And he literally looked at them and was like, I don't give a bull. <laughs> like he's like, I'm just here for the tigers, man. Like that's all the guy cared about. Burning cigs and petting tigers, dude. That's all he wanted to do. Joe managed boy. to get both that guy and Sap on his team. So Joe did something right. And he was mad that he wasn't able to testify for Joe's case about what happened with the tigers. Um yeah, I mean, Joe gave some second second chances. I kind of felt like he was a Cincinnati Bengals in a lot of cases there, giving guys second chances. Um, and some of them worked out, and I think Eric was a good one. I'll tell you what. I'm going to reach out to Eric this week, see if we can get him on the pod next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. All right, guys. Worst person. This is a big category here. <laughs> Who's the worst person, Chris, um, on the Netflix documentary? Worst it person would- award be the same person that Hickman and Cole thought was the best zookeeper. It's Carol Baskin with hands down, no contest. Uh, she's a cold blooded killer. That's all I can say. Oh, she is a cold blooded killer. Um, I do love that. She fights with Joe about the same thing she does. Like she fights that Joe has animals in cages 
and Carol has animals in cages. I pays her volunteers zero dollars. Yeah, volunteers get paid nothing, and she's worth millions. Um, she's shown no interest. Um, the guy that did the podcast about Joe Exotic even said like he was surprised that Carol had like no knowledge about actual tigers. And that's my biggest takeaway about this. You can own 200 tigers and be the expert on tigers and have no knowledge at all. Like no training. None of these guys are vets. None of these guys are zookeepers. Like uh, good call, Chris Hickman, who you got is the worst person. So I, I actually don't, I mean, I think Carol's terrible. I also think it's no contest, but it's Jeff Lowe. Oh, okay. Oh. No arguments. Hundred percent douche, dirtbag. Like shocking, every business venture he's ever had ended in the falling out. He's definitely a con man. At the end, he manages to insult his pregnant wife. Yes, I would while love she's to. sitting right there, and then yeah, like so. Well, we're gonna get Lauren in the gym all while wearing his hat and bandana underneath. The least trustworthy person ever documented, I believe. I, it's Jeff Lowe. No question for me. Yeah. Dude is a good, creepy good call. con man. That's a good call. Yeah, he's, uh, he's awful. Call who you got as the worst person. Before I pick my worst person, question for Hickman, because he doesn't get fired <laughs> up like this a whole lot. Hickman, Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. you're visiting Virginia one weekend. We're at the end of the bar. Yep. Had a couple drinks. Oh, no. At the other end mm-hmm. is Jeff Lowe, who's there for the UFC fight, wearing all the affliction gear. <laughs> Do you confront him, yes or no? Probably. I no. probably just, just, just like, uh, I, I feel like we would want to video that. We'll walk up and be like, you know, just, I feel like I would just say something like, I don't know, passive aggressive or something. I don't know. It's not going to be like, take him, not like try to fight him or anything. Just say something to make him uncomfortable. I don't know. Oh, you know what you do? You right, George, I'm, going, I'm going after him. Uh, yeah, you're going to fight him. I'm not going to fight him. Let's yeah, get him I'm not the biggest man as you call. I don't have as big a beard as you do yet. So oh, what I do man. is I'm buying Jeff Lowe an apple martini and sitting <laughs> Oh, it was by this guy down here <laughs> that's sitting him an apple martini and seeing what happens. No, no. Any for the girl he's with. <laughs> oh, good there call. you go. There we go. I, I think we pet, figured it I just out. Pet some tigers. I just want to pet some tigers, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> oh, why did we not have a Dundee for Jeff's wife? I, what is that girl? What's going on with that girl? Like how oh, desperate is she? I actually wrote one down about that, but y'all took it away. It was Stupid the idiot Mal- award. I wrote down the Melania Trump lifetime regret award. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Why did we delete that one? That was so good. We don't do don't politics. <laughs> we don't. So, we don't. If, if it Sorry, guys. You can delete that, Chris. If, if it can't be oh. Jeff Lowe, because Hickman already picked Jeff Lowe, I'm going to go with the worst person. would probably be the guy that kind of, you know, he scooted by a little bit. Um, the Mr. Jet Ski, Chucky Doll himself, was definitely <laughs> like the second worst person on, on the podcast. Snitches get stitches, man. Yeah. Like just completely sold out. Like that's the thing. Like between him and Jeff, was this whole thing just made up to put Joe out of business and put him behind bars? And there's oh, a yeah. strong case to say that it definitely was. Oh, so yeah. if, if I can't pick Jeff Lowe, and like you said, the the whole humiliation of his pregnant 
uh, wife, girlfriend, whatever. I, I know they have a different lifestyle, but still just to say those things and then show a picture of the nanny and be like, yeah, that's the nanny we're going to get. Cause I get to pick the oh. nanny. Like I would I, love to chop that dude in the throat and just knee his face into the ground. Like they you just don't like him. Like he's just, he's an awful person. Yeah. Hashtag hot nanny. I don't, um, sorry. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Um, so I'm tempted to go with Doc, Doc Antle. No! This cult, call. This cult He's terrible. leader who somehow <sighs> decides to get a bunch of virgins to do apprenticeships with him. You may sound like an asshole for booing you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Logan. But Cole, I think you brought this up earlier, and I may go with this guy. Um the girl who was dropped off at Doc Antle's place as like a 19-year-old, Barbara Fisher, that girl, whoever her dad was who dropped her off and knew that Doc Antle was a creepy-ass cult leader, uh, I'm sorry, but that dude's also one of the worst people in this yeah. documentary. Uh, you don't leave your daughter with that kind of guy. Doc Antle's a weird dude. He basically uses tigers for sex. Um no, no thanks. Doc is a weird dude. Yep. Guys, <laughs> all right, this ought to be quick here. Hickman, who's the best person in this documentary? So um, I have a tough time deciding from two people in Joe's camp. Um, Eric and uh, I forget the other guy's name who um, was the president or the manager of the zoo. The zoo manager with the, I forget his name. Um, Joe. I'm going to go. It wasn't Joe. It was it was the other guy, um, who ended up getting divorced. Oh, had didn't have uh, he had prosthetic legs. Right, I gave I him like the award for, for letting him run your business. Award. Yeah. What was what was his name? I just butchered this. I'm sorry, sorry guys. John. John. Um, yeah, John. John. John and Eric are my top two. If I had to pick one, I'm I'm probably gonna go with uh, with Eric. He's. Like you're gonna get honesty from Eric. He wants the best out of things, and he's got his own demons. Obviously, um, poor guy with all of his empty vodka bottles at the end of it. Obviously, dude's got some issues. He's got some demons. I feel bad for the guy. And he talked about he did that job for like 165 dollars a week or something like that, and he was the head zookeeper. Um, had to eat expired Walmart meat, which I'm not above, but um, uh, still I am. Uh, <laughs> Are you above serving that to paying customers at the, the pizza. pizza restaurant? 100% <laughs> above serving it to other people. Will I will I and buy Walmart meat that's like about to expire and eat it myself? Sure. I'll be fine. Would I serve it to someone else? Absolutely not. No. Do you realize uh, you can make a three-episode Netflix documentary just on a <laughs> pizza place serving bad meat on pizza? Yes. That just happened. We don't even think about it because of this thing what's going on. No. Joe Rosa, I make a best pizza here. Cole, that's a good point. Like, I often wonder, like, when I first finished this documentary of, like, was this documentary two episodes too long or two episodes too short? Because I felt like there was some information I wanted to know more about, some information I felt like they talked too much about. Um, and the more I've gotten into it, the more I've realized Netflix has a plan to basically go 30 episodes. Because oh, they, there's so gonna, much information. They're going to branch off with the bad yes. pizza conspiracy, the, this conspiracy. Like, boom, boom, boom. It's, Three little episodes just to cover it. Chris, who you got as the best person on this documentary? Um, I'm going to go with uh, option D. That's none of the above. 
Uh, I can't pick one. <laughs> Whoa! What yeah. about Saf? Eh, none of the above. No. She can put her arm in a cage and get her ripped off. I mean, yeah. There's no I best. I do think this. there's something to that, Chris, that like everybody basically agrees the animals were mistreated. They were stuffed in cages. Like everybody kind of had a, something to do with some bad stuff going on with tigers. Cole, who you got? Declared a hero of the year by the staff and the thousand plus animals at the GW Exotic Animal Park is a man named Blank. I won't tell you the name yet. The real hero of the animal world who has gone unnoticed by the rest of the world. Blank is the animal man with no legs. Back in April 20, I'm sorry, back in April 22nd, 1994, <laughs> Blank fell 55 feet helping a friend with a bungee jump program when something drastically went wrong. Causing Blank to fall 55 feet, laying on a metal pole that pierced his colon and stomach, crushing both legs. But not only did he lose one leg at a time of the accident, he had to have the other rebuilt with a cadaver heel being placed in the other foot that they tried to save. Ladies and gentlemen, the best person on this show was easily my man, John Rinky, the real big cat lover. No. The real Tiger King, John (laughs) Rinky. Cole, we have already talked about this. John Rinky was also the guy who told the police if they showed up to his zoo, it would be like Waco. No. (laughs) Negative. Joe said it. John backed him because John loves the big cats. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, Best person award. I'm tempted to give it to J.P. Wilson, the eighth, the eighth, Eighth grade <laughs> magician who taught Joe how to do magic. No, uh, <laughs> that guy, Cole, you say nobody knows him. He performs at many an NBA halftime shows. He's a professional magician now. These okay? days? Yes. Well, for him. <laughs> RIP NBA season 2020. Uh, as of two months ago, he was playing for the Dallas Mavericks at halftime frequently. <laughs> But I'm giving the best person award to Saf. That Saf's girl, cool. it's solid. That it's solid. Girl slash dude, um, as he is now. Saf, Respect. Saf is transgender. Chris, don't give me that look. Um, Saf, Noted. Saf got his arm ripped off, and then decided two weeks later the Tigers needed him, and he was showing up to work. Um, I'm not giving this to Joe, who put on that. EMS bomber jacket. <laughs> we'll talk more about that here in a minute. Cole, give me the weirdest moment of this seven episode Tiger King series. The weirdest moment within the entire episode? Okay. Easily Travis's funeral. Yes. As far as the weirdest moment. I'm not even going to really cover it and quote things because people will be like, I'm just not. You need to watch the sixth episode, I believe, fifth episode. Watch the entire season, actually. It's very entertaining. You have nothing better to do right now. You're in your house. Amen. The things that he said at this, his husband's funeral, while wearing a Catholic priest outfit, the the ignorance is just so surprising. Cole, did it remind you of that card I sent you a year or so ago about the fantasy football league? (laughs) (laughs) Well, beyond even that. 
I decided to send everybody a, a card that basically was a picture of them and a ball sack hanging on top of them, a 3D card to everybody in our fantasy football league. Um, what was the name of your team that year? I don't remember. What was it? It was Logan's Big Ballers. Oh, that's right. It was the Big Ballers. <laughs> uh, I was decided to track, talk trash in the offseason. Um Joe but, Joe Exotic decides to talk trash at the funeral. Don't recommend that. Don't do that, people. But it's not the the other thing. Like, if it hadn't been so early in the the shooting of this whole documentary, it's when Saf does get her arm bitten off. You just think, oh, he just he's a paramedic too. No, he's not. No. But somehow he literally pulls a Superman, runs into a telephone booth or something, and just comes out dressed as a paramedic all of a sudden. Come Joe on. Exotic is wearing a paramedic jacket. Telling them how to take care of this young lady who just got her arm chewed off. Cole, if somebody in your office loses their arm, is your first reaction, hold on, let me go get my EMS jacket, put it up, put on my leather jacket, and then control the situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris, weirdest moment of the series. I'm going to go when Carol inadvertently admitted to murdering her husband, talking about the ketamine. Um, yeah, and she was like, oh, it's a paralyzing agent, and you throw them in the back of a car, drive them to a swamp, cut them up the body pieces, and you're good to go. Uh, she was way too knowledgeable on that one. Uh, it came out of nowhere. Uh, apparently, Joe never said anything about ketamine or anything. So, uh, yeah, pretty sure she killed her husband. I'm pretty sure she kind of admitted to it, but I'm pretty sure there's also absolutely no evidence 20-something-odd years later to do anything about it, so... That was the weirdest moment. Or the sardine oil when she was like talking about yes. Joe's Joe got some perfume or something sprayed on his shoes and the tiger kept going at it. She was like, oh, you just throw a sardine oil on anything you want the tigers to eat. Yeah, yeah I totally forgot about the ketamine stuff. But yes, when she when they went to her and she was like, well, yeah, you throw sardine oil on somebody's stuff. Tigers go nuts over that stuff. Like she totally knew what would get the tigers going. Um, that's when I knew she was guilty. Hickman. Weirdest moment of the series for you? I'd like to come up with something different, but Cole's right. It was the it was the funeral. I'm I don't so even want Cole's not here to hear that. I'm not going to commentate <laughs> on it, but it was our uh, comment on it. That's it was the shrine. Surreal. surreal. Not talking about it. Crazy. I think you're right. The funeral is weird. I mean, Joe <clears> decides <throat> to sing during the funeral. Um, I mean, the worst part was you know when he sends. Um, the dude's mom, an invitation to the wedding just for the pictures, you know, two months later and all that. Just so she gets the meth is what you mean. Yes. I mean, I think that's a theme through this whole series is meth or cocaine, whatever it was, that drug was one hell of a drug. Um, you know, Joe putting on the EMF, the EMT bomber jacket and going through, I love him showing up to the gift shop and being like, hey, I just want to let everybody know before you see it on the news, one of our people just got their arm ripped off by a tiger. If you give want me a rain refund, check. Yeah, if you want a refund, we'll give it to you. But somebody just got their arm ripped off by a tiger. <laughs> While wearing the EMT jacket. Yeah, like, I just, oh. Um. I think the dad dropping off daughter Barbara is super weird. But guys, I don't understand, as we've mentioned this before, the James 
shots and jet ski montage. <laughs> I, mean, I don't get it. I, it makes me laugh every time I'm thinking about it. Um, so what here we the, go. Cole, what, what you got? Yeah. What is the most satisfying scene from the show? In that seven episodes, we were like, ha, they got what they deserved. Was there any of that? Because I definitely have one that I was just like, I was almost cheering for, for it happening. Chris, you got one? Um, yeah, I was going to go with, uh, what's Carol's husband's na- name now? Howard. 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 Good old Howard uh, on a leash. That was satisfying to me. A little <laughs> cuck. He deserves it. So, yeah. Cole, that was, was satisfying yours? to watch. So, she murdered her, her husband, and, and this guy's wearing a effing leash. I mean, <laughs> everything. <laughs> As much as I don't like Jeff Lowe, I don't think he was responsible for this. When the tiger decided to bite Joe Exotic oh. on his boot. On the foot, yes. And start dragging him around. <laughs> I mean. He, I thought he shot it, but he just shot He He did pull out his pistol and they shot. I believe, it's Chris, I believe it's Chris Rock who said after Siskel and Ebert had their whole situation like, why are we mad at a tiger for being a tiger? I mean, like, I was just like, honestly, at the end of the day, I hope this whole thing ends by the time their lifespan is over. I hope they all get ended by a tiger. And that made me happy. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, it's crazy. All right. We're going to go through a little guilty or innocent rapid fire around the horn. Here we go. Hickman guilty or innocent Carol for murdering her third husband. Guilty. <laughs> Cole. Guilty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys, she's totally guilty. And I feel bad for Howard because I feel like when people were giving their like, hey, it could be the septic tank. It could be eaten by a tiger. Guys, Carol is guilty. And I think they just gave her other ammunition um, for Mr. Howard. I don't know if you guys saw, but the guy who did the podcast he was tweeting out basically like all these facts from behind the scenes. And he has copies of a restraining order from Carol's boyfriend between the husband that she killed and Howard. She was dating this guy. And the guy even told her at one point he got a restraining order on Carol because he thought she was he was going to try to she was going to try to kill him. And in the police report, he even says, Hey, I asked her at the beginning of the relationship. What happens if your husband comes home and she said, quote, dead bodies don't talk. So, again, at the time, everybody thought he was just missing. Carol said dead bodies don't talk. Um, Guilty or innocent, Carol, she totally killed her husband. She knew what was going on. but she definitely killed him. You're right. Yeah, it was total guilty. Chris. Don, Don liked to get around. We all established that in the story. Poor uh, Don, man. And Gladys, guys. Gladys, his first wife. Like, poor Gladys. He just picked up some yeah. girl walking down the street at midnight. And next thing you know, took her back to the hotel. And that'll get I, you every time. <laughs> <laughs> PSA. He was taking her to Wendy's, but went all the way to a hotel. Uh, again i don't understand what carol has on these guys but chris guilty or innocent carol for murder oh guilty all the way no doubts <laughs> off with their head what about the uh the lawyer who like or not the lawyer but the, like the 
the guy who was supposedly investigating the murder, who basically didn't look at anything at all. Um, what up with Florida that man. guy, Cole? The, the sheriff was her brother. <laughs> yes. In the town. We, we kind of skipped over that. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So when her husband went missing and he had written letters, Don, the guy that went missing, wrote letters to his his daughters, I think to his ex-wife, like that he was scared, told his attorney he was scared for his life. He thought she was going to kill him. During all of this, the sheriff, the um, the chief of police, was Carol Baskin's brother that was in charge of investigating this. Correct? I don't know if he was like in charge, but he he was on. He was a, he was a sheriff at the time. Logan. Yeah, you're talking about John Marciano. Um, I mean, the dude had like mask in his like hallway when he was like being filmed for this thing. Um, it's a totally weird situation. I don't know how she got off with it, but yes, Carol's guilty of murder, and everybody knows it. All right, Chris. Guilty or innocent, Joe of murdering tigers and and uh, organizing a murder on Carol Baskins. I'm gonna go guilty on the tigers part, um, <clears throat> and innocent on the uh, three thousand dollars murder to hire plot. Uh, three thousand dollars. I I don't I don't know what three thousand dollars gets anybody. Like, why would you kill somebody for three thousand dollars? Like. If my ass is going to jail, uh, I'm at least going to make it worth my time at Lure. There's like some kind of profit to be made. Uh, I, I think the $3,000 thing is just total bogus. He probably killed tigers. He owned 220 something at one time. He probably euthanized the tiger too, and it may not have been euthanasia either. It was just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got too many. They're getting out of control. Let's just go ahead and trim down the, <laughs> the feed bill's getting too high. So I think that probably happened. So. Guilty on the first count, innocent on the second count. I think you're right on. Hickman, what do you got? Rapid fire. Murder on Tigers, murder on Carroll. Guilty and innocent, no question. Cole. Well, I don't think things, I mean, guilty is kind of a strong thing. He admitted to killing five Tigers. Right. Um, call me a redneck, call me what you will. My grandfather used to, uh, he was a huge coon hunter in the area. When a dog got sick and you could not make the dog better, he would shoot the dog. Joe said, when a tiger gets sick, you either euthanize it, you put it to sleep, you have to pay for that, it costs, we're trying to feed all these tigers that are healthy, or you can just shoot the tiger. He admitted to that. So definitely guilty on, on on that front. But I think there's too many characters in this whole deal, Chucky with his haircut and Jeff Lowe, who I hate. And as bad as those dudes are, real crafty, this Joe Exotic was set up and he did not pay to have Carol Baskin killed. I'm with Cole. I mean, I think uh, Joe was totally set up. I think the whole thing was bogus. Even from the whole like FBI lady who was all like added these charges because she knew animal cruelty would like get the jury riled up kind of thing. Um, I'm in agreement with you guys. So let's move here to this one, Cole. Uh, Doc Antle. Guilty or innocent of kidnapping virgin women to be in his harem? Harem? harem. I, see, I see what you did there. I see oh, what my you gosh. <laughs> um, I'm, gonna, I'm going to say not guilty. 
Um, from what they what they showed there on the show, I don't think there's enough to like get like this dude is guilty of that. Definitely crafty. Uh, definitely a very intelligent individual. Um, you know, at, at first, and I did make the comment. I think this guy might be the man. That was five minutes into the second episode. <laughs> um, ten minutes in, I realized, okay, this dude's a predator. Not cool. But highly intelligent individual. Um, knows the game. Knows how to play the game. And while I think Joe is doing it for other reasons than Doc, Carol's doing it for other reasons than Doc. They're all doing it, doing this zoo thing, this this animal big cats thing for devious reasons. Um, so definitely guilty of being a douche and and being a bad person. <laughs> but as far as kidnapping, I, no, I, I don't believe so. Not kidnapping. Hickman, he is guilty. I mean, it's <laughs> my man. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not outright kidnapping, it's like obvious coercion. Dude is a total sleaze bag. Um. He's yeah, I guilty. Well, now yeah. I feel like I'm a total sleaze bag for saying not guilty. Let <laughs> me ask you a question, Matt. You explain yourself. All right, yeah. so, in the show, in the entire show so far in the documentary, how old were these individuals that went to work at his tiger facility? At Doc Antles? Yes. Um, between what, sixteen and twenty-two? Who was sixteen? Oh, I, I am confident that what somebody. Was their name? Was, there was some okay. old. Not name a name. This is this is speculation. I feel like that there was someone under eighteen who. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope compound. I hope a tiger eats him. Don't get me wrong. But oh, I know he's riding around on his elephant. Like what are you talking about? His elephant he rides around the neighborhood on an elephant. <laughs> what was like the elephant? elephant's name? It was something like patches or something like bubbles. Bubbles, bubbles the elephant. Bubbles the elephant. Oh my gosh, Chris. Yeah, guilty or innocent, Doc Antle of kidnapping nineteen-year-old women. He is one hundred percent guilty. Uh, they they make zero dollars. They uh, work eighteen-hour days. Yeah, and they're all very very young girls. So, um, he's guilty, no questions. Yeah, I I wanted to give Doc Antle the gold member award. Uh, something about touching his um his penis. Uh, made made them, his unit made those ladies enlightened. Um, I don't get it, but he had something with a virgin nineteen year olds showing up to his zoo and working for him. Um, I mean, you may say it's not technically kidnapping. He may not have them chained to something, but when a girl's willing to get a boob job to get three days off of work, I'm sorry, she is basically kidnapped. She is there against her will. Um, I mean, and that girl even lasted seven years at that zoo. I'm sorry, but he's guilty. He was kidnapping them girls. Um, and I don't know how he attracted them, I guess, because of the Tigers. Um, but, guys, let's finish with this. Are, are you going to ask me my opinion on Doc Antle? I thought I did, Cole, but let's, let's no. run it back to you. Dude, definitely guilty. That guy's a piece of crap. <laughs> definitely guilty. Oh, man. Thanks, Cole. All right. <laughs> Let's finish with this. Jeff, the biggest sleaze bag that has ever sleaze bagged. Um, guilty or innocent of stealing Joe's zoo? Hickman, we'll start with you. I'm pretty clear on where I stand with Jeff. Yes, he's guilty of stealing Joe's zoo. No question. Out for no one but Jeff. Terrible guy. Guilty. 
Chris, where are you at? Oh, he's 100% guilty. Uh, he was also going to be guilty of stealing Tim, Zark, Tim Stark's suit. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's good call. He he nothing about him is legit. Uh I mean, nothing about him. So you could say anything with Jeff Lowe and I would just say guilty just just to say guilty. Yeah. Not a likable guy. I mean, people that wear affliction t-shirts, I pretty much just look at him and immediately judge him. So it's probably why Chris. I hate Cole. I don't know. <laughs> Chris, how's a guy like Jeff? get a wife to stick next to him when he says things like we're going to hire the hottest um you know the high whatever he calls it nanny the hottest nanny we can find how does the guy get a wife to stay with him during that time he just finds some girl with lots of daddy issues that's that's the only possible explanation cocaine i cole i think you're on to something daddy daddy issues go i'm I'm not on cocaine logan Guilty or innocent? Did Jeff steal Joe's zoo? If you want to see me give Jeff Lowe a stone cold stunner, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, as Joe even said, I mean, like, Jeff doesn't have this money. Everything is rented. Um, the dude snuck tigers into Vegas to get women while he was married. I just don't get it, guys. Um I'm sorry, but he's definitely guilty. He somehow stole Joe's zoo. Somehow he convinced Joe that he had money. I still don't think he does. Um, I love that coronavirus is going on because this new zoo that Jeff is trying to open up, it ain't opening up anytime soon. It ain't happening. Uh -uh. Um, So, yeah, Jeff is totally guilty. Guys, let's go around the horn here one last time. Um, final thoughts on on Tiger King 2020. Chris, what you got? I'm going to go with uh, must-watch TV. Every episode just gets better and better and bizar- more bizarre, more bizarre. Um, th- this was meant for quarantine 2020, so perfect timing when, when it was released. It's I, If you're not watching it while you're quarantined, then... I'm not sure whatever what else you're doing. I mean, I'm basically going to be off work for five straight weeks, and I can't imagine not watching Tiger King. So, yeah. Good call. Yeah, I may run this back. Cole, final thoughts on Tiger King? I think um, 20 years from now, we're talking – 30 years from now, we're talking to our grandkids about what we were doing back in 2020 <laughs> dealing with the COVID-19 crisis. And we're also going to be talking about how there was this, no. this documentary called Joe Exotic. No. <laughs> what a time to be alive, fellas. Um, definitely a, a snapshot of uh, ignorance, but something that was entertaining and uh, something that we will be asked about. And that's something that will just go parallel with this quarantine of uh, COVID-19. Hickman, final thoughts. I feel like a snapshot of ignorance is perfect, Cole. Like, if the name of the documentary was Tiger King, in parentheses, a snapshot of ignorance, that would have been appropriate. So well done there. Um, yeah, it, it'll be remembered as, like, we'll tie this in with COVID-19, this, I mean, absolutely bizarre time in our lives that we'll obviously always remember. Um, it's going to be interactively linked to this, which is crazy. And 
Yeah, well, like, for whether good or bad, it's the right thing. It was sort of the right thing for the time, something to distract us from what's going on around us. So hopefully everybody can stay safe, stay healthy, and um, with a little bit of Tiger King to distract from the you know truly tough stuff that's going on. You know, when I, when you look at it, we we talk about sports for about an hour. We talk about Tiger King for an hour forty five minutes. So, yeah, nobody's listening to this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with I'm with Hickman. Um, this was definitely a th- something to get a, get our minds off, um, guys. So many of these people were on drugs. I don't understand it, but I do think seeing is believing. The podcast was out about two years ago. But when you see Joe Exotic with that blonde mullet and the hat on, <laughs> the gun-toting gay SOB running for governor, there's something about seeing that that captures the nation's attention. Um, math makes you do crazy things. Nobody knows how to cut hair in Oklahoma. Animal people are straight-up crazy. Um and I still don't know if this series, this seven-episode series, was two episodes too long or two episodes too short. Tiger King, it's worth a follow. It's worth a, it's worth a watch. Um, highly recommend it. It was perfect for this COVID-19 situation that we have. Well done, Netflix. Um, so Joe Exotic, he's supposedly hoping for a pardon from President Trump. He's supposedly suing people for like there's 90%. a greater than zero percent chance he gets that pardon. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It is 100% <laughs> true. Um, he gets out in what twenty two years if he has to stay in. Yes, he is. Yeah. But but he's also suing people for something like ninety million. Ninety four million dollars. Yeah. So no wonder Dylan's staying by his side, hoping that that comes to fruition <laughs> while he's in Stand by your man. Real quick question. So seeing is believing that the documentary is what blew this thing up years after the podcast. What documentary is going to happen to sports nuts and beer guts that's going to blow us up years after the podcast? That's a good question. I mean, like like we've said before on sports nuts and beer guts, the whole Ray Rice thing was bad. But when you saw the video of him dragging a girl out out of the elevator... You know, that's when, you know, enough was enough. Um, when you see Joe's mullet, that blonde mullet with the hat, the gun-toting gay dude, um, that's when you kind of knew you were hooked. Uh, you saw the music to, videos, man. The music videos, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, Tiger King is where it's at. Guys, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts will be back at you next week. We still have three weeks until the NFL draft. There's no sports going on. So next week, expect a little uh, WrestleMania review. (laughs) Something about WrestleMania. We may be talking about uh, Little Debbie snack cakes. We'll be talking fast food restaurants. We'll be talking something next week on Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. This was episode 34. Thank you to all you cool cats and kittens out there. This is Sports (laughs) Nuts and Beer Guts. the hunters to lay down their guns Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love Let them run the jungle Let them roam their land 
stand back and marvel what a beautiful kid. Cause I saw a tiger, now I understand. I saw a tiger, tiger summoned. I can give him a home, safe and but the law wants to ban me Can you tell me who's wrong? Every time they move Every time they breathe I can feel their power I can feel their heat Cause I saw Tiger